Welcome to Anchored, a podcast brought to you by The Word Unleashed, the preaching and teaching ministry of Tom Pennington. For more of Tom's content or to connect with us, visit our website at www.thewordunleashed.org. On this episode of Anchored, Tom recaps what has been discussed so far in our Bibliology series. Now here's Tom exalting God's glory, explaining God's truth. The biblical criteria for the canon. What is, what is the biblical explanation for why the Scripture was accepted by God's people as inspired? And of course, we last week looked at the Old Testament, and again, I am just going to touch on a couple of summary arguments. We really went through this in detail, looked at a number of texts, so please go back if you weren't here. It's crucial for you to get that foundation. But just to remind you, when you look at the biblical criteria for determining why one of those books we call the books of the Old Testament were accepted by God's people as inspired, the first reason is that God unmistakably and undeniably chose Moses as his mouthpiece to the people. We went back to Exodus 19. And there in Exodus 19, some two million Israelites gather at the foot of Mount Sinai, and God comes down. There was no doubt in the mind of the two million people gathered there that God was on top of the mountain. You remember there was the, the cloud, there, were, there was the lightning and the thunder, there was the trumpet sound that kept growing louder and louder, there were earthquakes, and then out of all of that, this loud trumpet sound ceases, and we're told that God himself spoke from the mountain what we call the Ten Commandments. The people heard the voice of God. They understood that God was there. And then God calls Moses up, and he says, this is my prophet, this is my man. I will speak with him, and he will relay my message to you. And so God undeniably, unquestionably chose Moses. Moses then, because of the witness of two million people that Moses was God's prophet, Moses was universally accepted as God's mouthpiece, and what he wrote, the Pentateuch, as the very words of God. Now, in what he wrote under the inspiration of God, Moses predicted that God would continue to raise up men like himself who would speak on God's behalf. There would be a line of prophets to whom God would reveal his word. Now, as Moses predicted that these future prophets like him would come, he laid down, he gave us three primary criteria for discerning a true prophet from the false. The first two are very clear and are laid down exactly. We looked at them last time. In Deuteronomy 18, 21 to 22, we learned that the true prophet's predictions, the one God is truly speaking through, his predictions always come true. Miss one time, and you're a false prophet. By that standard, there are no prophets today. Secondly, Deuteronomy 13, 1-5, we saw that the true prophet's message always agrees perfectly with previous revelation. Even if the guy can perform miracles that appear to be the genuine article 
If he is teaching something contrary to previous revelation, God says he's a false prophet because God doesn't speak out of both sides of his mouth. God speaks, and it is forever true. And so he laid down that criteria. And then thirdly, we learned last time that in Exodus 4 and in Exodus 8, that God often, not always, but God often authenticates true prophets by empowering them to work miracles. Now, because there were no more prophets who met the biblical criteria, eventually the Old Testament canon was closed. As I showed you last time, in a number of ways, even Jewish scholarship agrees that by the time you reach 400 B.C., what we call the Old Testament was closed because there were no more prophets. Now, the prophets of the Old Testament, as we discovered last time, Moses wrote what God commanded him in the scroll. And he put the scroll with the Ark of the Covenant. And Joshua then, a recognized prophet, comes behind him. He adds to the scroll. The writing prophets continue to add to the scroll. So in their lifetime... They were recognized as true prophets of God, and they added to the inspired documents of the prophets before them. So there was no question of canon in the Old Testament, because it was established by God through Moses, and then through this line of prophets. I finished last time by reminding you that during the lifetime of our Lord, the identical content, they structured the the content a little differently in terms of how they divided the books, but the identical content of the 39 books called the Old Testament in the Bible that you hold in your hand, the identical content was considered to be the inspired Scripture. And Jesus, our Lord, authenticated it as such. He said not a single word, not a single letter, not the smallest stroke of a letter will pass away till all is established, till all is accomplished. And so our Lord confirmed the Old Testament canon. That was the final seal of approval on the Old Testament. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Anchored Podcast. If you'd like to access additional content from Tom, or if you're interested in partnering with The Word Unleashed, please visit our website at www.thewordunleashed.org and be sure to connect with us on social media. We look forward to studying God's Word together with you on the next episode of Anchored. Let me pray.